All right, Alexander, let's talk about the growing tensions between Armenia and Azerbaijan. And, um, you know, you, you did a locals um, live stream. You do locals live streams, exclusive live streams every Wednesday, the duran.locals.com. So you can find that on locals. But in that live stream, someone asked you a question about Armenia and Azerbaijan. This was about a week, maybe two weeks ago even. And you said that uh, your, your hunch on, on what's going on between Armenia and Azerbaijan is that uh, Pashinyan and the Armenian elite, they, uh, they've always wanted to, to get rid of the, the geopolitical football, the, the headache, the geopolitical headache that is for them, in their view, is uh, Nagorno-Karabakh. This is how they see it. And... Um, and if they can remove this uh, geopolitical obstacle, then for this political elite, they can, they can move uh, Armenia into the European Union and eventually into NATO and out of uh, uh, the Russian um, orbit. Unfortunately, that's, that's, that's a terrible move because Russia is the only country that is protecting Armenia at this, at this moment in time. But that was your, your, your hunch on things. And I think that's, that's correct. I think that's exactly what's going on. And uh, Armenia, in kind of the same way as, as Ukraine, I'm not saying it's the exact same way, but there are similarities. Armenia is being led down, uh, down what did um, Professor Mersheimer say? Down the primrose, uh, the primrose what was his path. statement? The primrose guard path. Primrose it was the primrose, path. led yeah, up That's the what it path. seems like with yeah. Armenia. Pashinyan yeah. is leading them down. Yeah. That, uh, that terrible path that uh, Ukraine was led down. And, um, you know, when I was in, in Yerevan, this is anecdotal, and I've been to Yerevan now twice, um, I failed to meet anybody, and I, and I talked to quite a lot of people, I failed to meet anyone that had anything even remotely positive to say about Pashinyan, even remotely positive to say about uh, about him and his government, which I found to be very interesting, given the fact that I think he's been elected twice yes. as, uh, as prime minister. So anyway, your thoughts? That's exactly what, I mean, I think this is exactly what is happening. I think this has been the agenda with Pushinian all along. And I think, moreover, the Russians know it, which is why they've never trusted him. And I think one of the things that he's trying to do is not only is he trying to unload on Nagorno-Karabakh, so that he can bring Armenia into the NATO-EU camp. But he also wants to do it in a way that he can blame the Russians, that, that you know, they've somehow in some way caused it. And this is, this is, this is what all his moves recently have been all about. I, I suspect, actually, going back to that war, that took place um, back in 2020, I think it was, between Armenia and Azerbaijan. That was partly what was going on then as well. I mean, looking back at that war, it was an odd, strange war because he didn't really seem to be doing it all that he could have done, at least so it seemed to me, in order to repel Azerbaijan and forge relations with the Russians. But instead, anyway, he, he, he always has tried to find some way of getting rid of this problem of Nagorno-Karabakh. He's recently announced that um, Armenia's only interest is in its own territory, and which seemed to me to be cutting off Nagorno-Karabakh, 
But he also said straightforwardly that, you know, if we're losing the Corte de Karabakh, it's because the Russians won't defend it. Why, why is um, removing Nagorno-Karabakh from Armenia so important for Pashinyan in order for him to enter the, the European Union or NATO? Very why straight. is this such a priority for him? Well, it's very straightforward. He can't enter NATO or the EU unless the problem of Nagorno-Karabakh is somehow... Um, wished away or, 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 or taken off the board because NATO will not include a country like Armenia if there's a serious risk that Armenia could find itself in conflict with Azerbaijan. Bear in mind that one of the countries that would, is a member of NATO which have a, would have a veto over Armenian membership of NATO is Turkey. And Turkey is, of course, uh, Azerbaijan's ally. But beyond that, NATO does not want to find itself in a war with Azerbaijan uh, at all. So they would never agree, and nor would, nor would the EU. So he has to get, he has to ditch what he sees as this problem, which is... Um, Nagorno-Karabakh, and then, of course, what he's always, I think, privately wanted to do, take Armenia out of the Russian system, the Eurasian system, and integrate it fully with the EU and with NATO. He's going to destroy Armenia. Well, absolutely, because it was what he's... Destroy Armenia, yeah. Yeah. What he's actually, of course, in reality doing is something completely different to what I think he thinks, which is that... He is causing alarm uh, uh, amongst all of the countries in the in the region. I mean, Azerbaijan does not want to see Armenia in NATO. We are seeing a, at the moment a further build-up of our Azerbaijanian troops on Armenia's border. So, I mean, they they don't want to see it happening. Nor, I suspect, ultimately, do, does Turkey. Turkey doesn't want to see another pro-Western ally on its northern border, given that Erdogan has difficult relations with the US to start with. Iran, with which, of course, Armenia has good relations, has already warned Armenia not to even think about this. And they're very alarmed about these um, exercises, military exercises that Armenia is now undertaking with the Russians. And, of course, the Russians are furious. With the United States, sorry. With the, with the, sorry, with the United States, States. I meant to say, with, with the exercises with the United States. And, of course, the Russians are absolutely furious about this. So Armenia is becoming isolated amongst its friends and is, of course, emboldening and strengthening its enemies because um, uh, um, Azerbaijan, <laughs> more likely that way to... Um, see opportunities to push against Armenia and perhaps inclined to do those even faster. And as we have seen in the Southern Caucasus already, as Georgia learned to its cost, ultimately in this region, it is the Russians who are the power. You can't, if you start aligning yourself with Russia's enemies, then of course you become very exposed and Georgia went through this war in 2008, which ended badly for Georgia, and the present Georgian government now is trying, however carefully, to restore relations with Russia. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to someone 
who would tell you that uh, that Russia is the problem and Armenia should uh, should absolutely um, move out of uh, Russia's sphere of influence and move towards the West and the EU. In other words, if, what would you say to someone who said, you know, um, it is Russia that's yeah. at fault for uh, Nagorno-Karabakh and for uh, Azerbaijan um, expanding and for um, all the troubles that Armenia has? Well, I, I would say two things. First of all, look at the map. Just, 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 just look at the map where Armenia is located and ask yourself which country ultimately is the country that, given Armenia's very difficult neighbourhood, has always, at the end of the day, provided the backstop, which has enabled Armenia to survive through a very difficult 18th, 19th, 20th, and probably 21st century is Russia. That's the first thing I would say. The second is, ask yourself when relations between Armenia and Russia began to go sour. They began to go sour when Pashinyan became leader of Armenia. Up to that point, the Russians had been very strongly backing Armenia. Uh, um, they'd also been strongly backing Armenia you know, quietly over Nagorno-Karabakh. They were telling the Armenians, well, look, you know, you might not be wise in trying to cling on to all that you have. Perhaps you ought to negotiate. But there was never any doubt at that time that the Russians were there and that they would provide Armenia with the this backstop. Then Pashinyan came and he began to talk about realigning Armenia, changing Armenia's alignments. The Russians were very suspicious of him, I think rightly so. And well, we see that it's since then that the relationship has soured and we see the price Armenia has already paid. Nagorno-Karabakh is being lost. Yeah, I wonder how much of this has to do with um, the the fact that Armenia now is is in a way is acting as a, I guess, as a financial outpost for a lot of Russians. I mean, I mean, you go there and you notice there's a very big uh, Russian presence, a lot of Russian businesses, a lot of banks with Russian uh, accounts, because uh, given all the sanctions now against Russia, Armenia is is a natural uh, um, a place for, for Russians to, to travel to and, and to set up uh, a presence in to do business, to move money, to, to open up bank accounts, which can then help them um, do business and, and move money to, to, the, uh, to the West. So, I mean, I wonder how much of this has to do with, with the West also trying, also, also figuring out that if we can get Armenia into our uh, orbit, then we can start to shut down the Russian business that has... Uh, that has sprung up in Armenia because of the sanctions. Yeah, I think that's, I think undoubtedly that plays a big role. And of that, there is no question at all. But can I also say, of course, that I think that this desire on the part of some people in Washington to move into the Southern Caucasus has been there for a very long time. I mean, it's, I mean, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't think this at the time, but when Pashinyan came to power, it was there were a lot of people were saying that he was supported by the usual NGO world. And it increasingly looks as if that was the case. And if that was the case, 
then that also tells us that there were people in Washington who were looking already for ways to try to push uh, uh, Armenia away from the Russians. Very bad for Armenia, ultimately. I mean, you know, Russia will continue. It'll, its positions in the Caucasus remain overwhelmingly strong. Armenians, however, are not. And as people from small countries, we, we know that you need to choose your friends carefully. All right, we will uh, see how this develops. TheDuran.Locals.com. We are on Odyssey, BitChute, Telegram, Rumble, and X. And go to the Duran shop. 10% off. Use the code. Good day. Take care.